Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 46 for Wednesday, March 28th, 2018. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to my listeners, of course. Uh, what are you going to be talking about this? Uh, I worked my last shift at the mobile shop. We did an absolute comedy staff party, got some books from DK, did all sorts of fun things. Going to tell you guys about them now. How are you, though? I hope you're doing good. I hope the week has been good to you. I had a good, uh, I had a good week last week, you know, had a couple of nerd days where I just sat around at home doing some, some nerdy board game stuff. I won't even, I won't even bother wasting your time telling you guys about it. I just had fun, a little quiet me time. I started listening to uh, an audio book too. I'll tell you guys all about that. The, the earliest thing I can remember last week that I did since uh, chatting with you guys last was, um, on, uh, on Wednesday night, I went to a, a CODA meeting and, uh, that is, uh, that stands for codependence anonymous right? A code. Uh, I don't know, but I, I won't, uh, I, don't, I guess I can't really, are you supposed to talk about them? If I'm talking about my own personal experience, I think I can do that. Um, one of the things I've learned about myself is I've got uh, codependent tendencies, right? I tend to focus on others instead of myself, what others think of me, what others want of me, things like that. And, uh, I've been learning more and more about it. And, uh, I figured, you know, I've got a friend who had suggested, maybe checking one of those out. He let me know where, uh, where one was in the neighborhood. So I went, I went with said friend and uh, I won't name them again. It's anonymous, but, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. I had a, an inkling that it was kind of part of a 12 uh, step program. And uh, those 12 step programs are usually very uh, religious heavy, uh, which I am not, um, all the things that I am heavy uh, in religion is not one of them. And I think that, uh, I was a little apprehensive about that. Not to say that there's nothing to be gained from one of these, but I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I figured if I get myself out and get talking about it and stuff like maybe there's, maybe there's value, maybe there's, uh, some tools and techniques and perspectives and things like that, that I can, I can gain from this. Um, so to just sort of let you guys know how, uh, I guess it goes is they, the, the, the idea of the meeting is that everyone sort of shows up, you, you read, uh, one of the steps. And I guess that's the step that you're supposed to focus on that week or, or what have you. Um, again, my, I've only been there once. And, uh, I guess the idea is that like, they say, okay, so they, they read sort of their rule, which is that like, there's no crosstalk. So if someone's sharing something or talking about something, you don't, um, you don't, you know, uh, offer answers or, or any kind of, you know, I don't want to say rebuttal, but any kind of, you know, uh, response is a better word. Um, you don't, you don't offer any advice or anything like that. You just, the person speaks, everyone goes, thanks for sharing. And then that's it. Um, you break off into little groups to do this. And, uh, I guess for myself, uh, I was just listening to people share, share stories and things that are going on in their lives. Um, my friend had said, sometimes you just sit in a circle and nobody sees, you just stare at people for, for, you know, 30, 40 minutes, nobody decides to share anything. And so no one shares. And I guess the reason I'm, I'm saying this is that for myself, I'm very open to the idea that, you know, changes need to be made. I read a lot of stuff on it. Um, I try to learn as much as I can, but I, I learn a lot from other people giving me information, giving me their perspectives, um, advices, things like that. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that every time someone gives you advice, you're going to take it and, and run with it, but it is nice to hear a different perspective than your own. I guess some people, um, I think what I shared in the circle was the fact that I didn't know what I was going to gain from joining this group. Cause I said, to be honest with you, I have no problem 
sharing what's going on with me, I said, the problem is that I'm looking for perspective. And I said that, unfortunately, since all of the rules here is that none of you guys are allowed to respond, you're not allowed to offer your own suggestions. You're not allowed to do anything, but thank me. I go, so I'm really just telling myself the same thing that I'm, you know, living and going through in my head over and over anyways. And, um, I said, so I don't know how much value I'm going to get here. Plus the, there's so, so much heavy, uh, you know, responsibility on giving yourself over to a higher power and, and uh, accepting that you're powerless and this higher power is what's going to save you. And I'm like, personally, that's, you know, kind of goes against what I'm trying to do, which is to take accountability for my own shit. Despite the fact that I have, I have falls and things all the time, I make mistakes. I, I backslide constantly in the things I'm trying to do. I'm always aware at the end of the day that it's my action. So part of me really doesn't like the 12 step aspect that, you know, you have to admit that you're completely powerless and only this higher power can save you kind of, kind of feels like you're teaching yourself to not take accountability or it's almost like you know how like whenever something bad happens, it's like it's you, but then whenever something good happens, that was God doing it for you. Like that kind of, that kind of shit pisses me. It's almost like I get to take all the punishment, but none of the praise. That's kind of, it's kind of bullshit, you know? So anyways, I, I went to this meeting and, um, I mean, the only thing that I could say that I really was kind of nice was just, it's nice to see a room full of people who are trying to take accountability and make their lives better. Um, that was cool, you know, but at the end of the day, um, I was saying with my friend as we left and, and walked up to the car, I was saying to him that, you know, um, I said, it's, it's great that people are sharing. And, and he sort of described to me that, you know, some of these people who are here, the reason that these groups help is that, you know, they've kind of you know destroyed a lot of relationships in their lives or whatever. And they may not have anyone else that they can just express themselves to. And of course, like myself, I, I tend to, to exercise a lot of my personal demons, um, or at least come to an understanding by talking about it. But the thing is I do that in my own, in my own head all the time. Like I turn things over and over and over again. And, and part of what I do is sharing with you guys on the podcast. Like I said, I mean, uh, I do kind of have this outlet already where I can just sort of talk into the void and, and not really know who's listening and not know much, you know, about it and just sort of get it out there. Um, so I, I think that the idea of to, to sit down and, and then to just sit, listen to other people's stuff and, and then, sh you know, share your own if you want, but then there's no feedback or whatever. I, I don't think that there's a lot of value in that for me. So I, I still will go a couple of times to see if, if there is any kind of corner changing on that. But, um, as I mentioned, my friend, as we were walking to the car, I said to him, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really not looking to just talk and not get any feedback. I'm looking for the feedback. I'm looking for the advice. He goes, yeah, that, that costs money. It's called therapy <laughs> called, called a psychiatrist. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, uh, that's, uh, that's what I did on Wednesday. That was my biggest step towards uh, self-improvement last week that I would say, uh, maybe a couple other ones, but I, I think that was the biggest one. Um, so I gave that a try. Um, I, I gotta say, I don't really think it's for me, but I'm going to still go another couple of times to make sure that I'm not just being overly critical the first time. But if it is just sitting in a circle and, and talking about, you know, where your, where your life's at, like, uh, you know, I, I already do that for an hour a week <laughs> with you guys and, uh, and you listen at your leisure. Um, so anyways, yeah, that was, uh, that was Wednesday. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the most, the next thing that was really a big piss off, uh, this week is, um, my glasses broke on Friday. I was getting ready to go out and, uh, hold my glasses in my hand in a particular way that I always do to, to, you know, spray and wipe the lenses off. And then the arm rate connected to the lens just bent in and broke. Um, so I super glued it. I basically gave it a quick fix, but it's one of those things where, you know, I go, well, this is going to have to be replaced ASAP because it's only a matter of time before it breaks and I can't 
you know, do a temporary fix. So for anyone who glasses knows that it's never cheap to have to do anything related to your glasses. It's always, you know, a couple hundred dollars expenditure, you know, depending. So unfortunately though, they broke right when I was on my way to do a tasting. So I had no choice, but to go do what I was going to do. There's no way I'd be able to get them repaired and, you know, get onto where I had to go. So, um, that was a thing. I did a tasting for Black Cow Vodka. So this is an interesting little thing. I'll give them a, a free little plug. Um, Black Cow Vodka is made in the UK and in, uh, in England's uh, Dorset Coast, I believe, the West Dorset Coast. Um, and what they do is it's actually a vodka made entirely from milk. So what they do is they actually milk the cows. All right. And the cows are all, cows are all grass fed and all this fun stuff, but they milk the cows. They take the, uh, the milk and they separate the curds in the way the curds they use to make a black cow cheese, which I have not sampled, but, uh, you know, would love to, um, they make a, uh, especially a black, black cow cheese. And then the way they use to make a whey beer, which is then like later blended in, uh, blended and distilled down to, uh, the final product, which is the black cow whiskey. It is a, uh, or sorry, I keep saying whiskey. Uh, I've been doing a lot of whiskey tastings, black cow vodka. So at the end it's, it's blended down to and distilled to make a vodka and the vodka is premium. It's uh, about 50 bucks a bottle. And, uh, I gotta say it tastes like vodka. Now you'd think, wow, vodka made from milk. Well, I gotta tell you, it just tastes like vodka. So at the end, for me, the end of the day, you know, uh, it's nice to have a story with everything, but it's got to taste like it's going along with that story and, uh, and black cow, while it tastes like vodka, um, I, I don't know, I'm not, maybe I'm not a, a super vodka drinker. So to me, you know, uh, Smirnoff and, and black cow and absolute and polar ice and all that stuff tastes the same. The only vodka I've ever had that didn't taste like the rest of them was, uh, was gray goose. But, um, yeah, so that was one of the samplings that I did. Actually, I think that was the only sampling I did last week. I ended up meeting with my friend, uh, Tara, who was the, uh, if I haven't mentioned it before, my good friend Tara is the one who designed the logo for the one man podcast, and she is a wealth of knowledge in promotion and marketing. So I met with her working on a, a project uh, for something coming up. Just, I think we're rebooting the, uh, the webpage and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I'm uh, met with her very briefly. Uh, I had to get out to something else. And then later that night, I uh, played some board games with my brother. Went over to my brother's house, uh, him, uh, his wife and I, and a couple of their friends, uh, I think Cassie and Spencer, uh, played some, uh, played some board games. We played a game. I think it was called mission to Mars. That was a, a fun, uh, little game. <laughs> You're basically just a bunch of astronauts getting into different shuttles and shooting to different parts of, of Mars, trying to, you know, colonize it, getting, uh, you know, as many people as possible in the areas. I can't remember how I quantified it. But there's there's games like that out there that that feel very similar. Um, anyways, whatever it was, it was it was fun. It was pretty easy and fun. And then we played one called Coliseum, where you're all basically putting on plays. And uh, there's a bunch of uh, old Roman, uh, you know, aficionados and uh, and uh, aristocrats who are sort of walking around the board and stopping to to you know see plays and you get points and shit like that. Um, but just fun. Most of the game is basically just trying to get the props you need to be able to put on plays. You buy new plays. And of course, whatever play you're putting on needs certain props and you score by getting as many of the props as you can before putting on said play, blah, blah, blah. Fun game is what it ended up being. It just ended up being a really fun little game. And, uh, and that was my, uh, my late night Fridays. I'd, uh, had some drinks and, uh, you know, played some, uh, some board games with my brother, his wife and them. So 
not too shabby. I think Saturday, I uh, I sat down and I had a really fun interview with my uh, my my good friend and amazing comedian David Pride. Um, luckily, you guys are hearing this before the podcast comes out. David is uh, is a great comic. I'm really looking forward to um, to to you know having that interview out for you guys. Um, I, I, I get to, I'm actually the first interview I'm doing where I'm going to be peppering some, uh, some different parts of his act from some, some clips and stuff like that, uh, into the podcast. So as we're chatting, you'll be able to hear little clips of his stand up and stuff like that as well. But, uh, Dave's super, super funny guy. We actually ended up at one point in the podcast starting to talk about comic books, um, cause he's a big comic book fan and, and, you know, I was talking about the, the new movies coming out and stuff like that. And he's, he's one of those guys who, who sort of likes the classic stories and looks at the movies differently, but, um, it was a great chat with Dave. Dave is, is like I said, a super guy. He's done lots of shows uh, with my with me in, in the past, and I love. I honestly love working with that guy. I, I'm looking forward for you guys to to hear that episode because um, again, it's always interesting to hear how these these guys start. And Dave has done just for laughs, Winnipeg, Hal- uh, Halifax. Um, he's he's done numerous appearances on CBC's The Debater, so he's an amazingly like intelligent and disciplined writer too. Like he writes a lot, so. Um, yeah, I, I definitely encourage you guys to see David Pride. He was—he's just finished his run with Absolute Comedy, so unfortunately, um, you won't see him uh, in Ottawa, Toronto, or Kingston for a little while. But uh, good opportunity to, you know, maybe get on his mailing list or something like that. But uh, I had fun—I had fun uh, chatting with Dave. We talked for probably two hours outside of the podcast too, just about a lot of different things. And um, yeah, it, it's always a pleasure to hang with him. We got to hang out again this weekend too, and I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Um, Saturday after the podcast, I went and got my glasses fixed. Now this is something. I want to hopefully inspire some people out there, maybe save themselves the headache. So here's the thing. The, like I said, my glasses broke right near the lenses. All right. So something that like wouldn't have been able to solder back together. All right. Just so thin, like the, the, the glasses styles that I liked have been for a long time, just like a little bit of metal on the top. And then like just the glasses lenses themselves exposed at the bottom, um, held in by like tiny little plastic wires or whatever. The, the point is is that I wasn't going to be able to get these things soldered. But when I called them, right, because as soon as they broke, I had to call the place I went to get them and just say, hey, look, is there any chance you guys might still have these frames in? Because, you know, I, I need to get the frames replaced. I don't have to go out and buy the lenses again. The lenses are the most expensive part anyways. So they said, yeah, yeah, we'll see what we can do. You know, if there's glue, we might not be able to solder them, but we might be able to find another set of frames. The worst case, we'll order in the frames that you need might cost you 50 bucks. So in my head for, you know, a day or two, I got this number 50 clanging around in my head, you know, 50 bucks, get them replaced. Okay, whatever. Worst case is $50, at least the way they made me think. And so I get there and, um, I show up, I talk to the, the guy who asks if he can help me and I go, yeah, I'm, you know, my, my glasses broke and I, I put a little bit of super glue on them here just to sort of hold them together by me the time to get in. And, uh, you know, I spoke to someone on the phone who said, you guys might be able to solder them or you might be able to find another pair of, of frames or, uh, you know, you might be able to, to order in the part that I need. And so the guy's like, oh yeah, these, let me get your file. So he gets, he gets my file and he goes, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, you know, seven years since you got these, you know, uh, we don't carry these frames anymore. I go, yeah, I know. That's what the, the woman on the phone's told me, you know, they're not in anymore, but we might be able to find another set of frames or blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, just, well, let me, let me give me one second. He goes behind, uh, what feels like a pharmacy counter. You know what I mean? Where basically he goes behind a place where I can't see him anymore. Now he's working away on stuff and he comes back like three minutes later, if that, and is like, yeah, so, um, the best suggestion I can make for you is, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have to get a new prescription so we can schedule uh, an eye exam for you here if you want. And then what we'll do is, you know, we'll just get you a whole new set of lens. Cause your, your, uh, 
you know, your, your protective coating is coming off of the, the lenses. So we'll, we'll schedule a new eye exam and then we'll, we'll get you a new set of lenses and we'll get a new, new, you know, new sets of frames and everything. That's the, that's the best rep for you. So I'm like, so we're going to sell me everything possible from the ground up is what you're saying. And he's like, yeah, it's the only thing that we can do. He goes, cause we could try to take the lenses out and put them in another pair to see if they'll fit, but, but they're going to, you know, if they break, then there's nothing that we can do. And I go, well, they're going to break in. They're already broken. They're going to break anyways. So why don't we try that? He's like, yeah, I just don't know that. Well, you know, then you're, you're going to be screwed though. You won't have any lenses at all if we break them, you know, and, uh, you know, it'll take a little while to get that test done. And I go, I go, look, the, the people on the phone told me this. So the, at this point, I guess the guy in charge comes over. And he goes, uh, so what's going on here? And I say like in front of him, there's like probably like six staff in this tiny little, op, you know, little glasses store. And, um, they all kind of start listening to me. Oh, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I called and they told me that there's a few different options that we have. You know what I mean? Like we can look at a new pair, we can order an apart or whatever. Like, I don't know why she would suggest that if none of that was possible. I go, I show this guy my glasses. He goes, oh yeah, we don't carry those anymore. And then proceeds to tell me you have to sell me everything possible. I go kind of feels like I'm at the mechanic right now. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, sorry. We can't replace that filter. We're going to have to sell you a new, like everything. Like I go, honestly, like, you know, so one of the girls, right. The guy's like, yeah, I don't think there's anything we can do. Like he's like, I've never taken glasses out of them and super glued to the glass. I go, I didn't put any super glue on the lenses. I said, I took a, a toothpick and I, and I tapped, I poked it into super glue and I very carefully put it around the crack only. He's like, yeah, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to take it out of the lenses. If they're super glued to the frames, they're going to, it's going to break. And I'm like, I dude, I don't even know if you're listening to me right now. And then one of the women came over and was like, it was like, well, what size glasses are they? And she's pregnant by the way. So already she's, she's at a disadvantage only because she's probably more physically uncomfortable and irritable. I'm not saying she was irritable, but we just know how pregnant women are. They're all, oh, I'm hormonal all the time. So this woman came over immediately, better natured, better temperament, pregnant. So she's at a disadvantage <laughs> in my humble opinion. And she's like, well, what size are they? And the guy's like, oh, the 19, she's like, I think I have a set of 18s that might, that might fit. So, so she, all right, takes the initiative to get up, goes over to the wall and within less time than it took this other guy to tell me that we, they don't carry my model anymore. She comes back with a set in her hands and they're like, well, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get the glasses out though. They might be glued in. I might break the lens. I go again, if we have, if, if your only option that you're giving me is that you have to sell me all new glasses anyways, then breaking anything that we're holding right now shouldn't matter anyways. Right. Cause that's the only option. So he, he goes, well, which, which one did you glue? I go this side here. And, and he takes, he goes, I'll take the other lens out, takes it out, tests it out. Oh, it fits. What do you know? Big fucking shocker. So he goes, well, I'll have to tighten this a little bit. I go, all right. So what's it going to cost me? He goes over to the wall and, uh, and he's like, well, the only frames that it fits are these guys right here that, that we tried and they're 200 and something bucks, but you know, we're having 50% off right now. So we get them for like 120 or whatever. I was like, all right, that's, that's fine. 120 is a lot more reasonable than uh, fuck a hundred bucks for an eye exam, $400 for my, my frames or my, sorry, my, my new lenses with all the transitioning, everything. And then plus like another 200 and something bucks for the, for like, you know, you're trying to sell me a $700 solution and you're telling me like, oh, you can do it for 115. What do you know? So anyways, he's like, yeah, give me 20 minutes. So lo and behold, come back, you know, cause he told me I might end up breaking the one that has the glue on it, but I, I should be able to do it. Come back in 20 minutes, come back. What do you know? Everything worked, everything fit 140 change out the door. And I've got a new set of glasses frames. So, you know, I, they, they were all very polite and everything. And I was very, very nice to them. I told them, I'm not trying to give you guys a hard time, but when you, when I call and you tell me you have a solution, that's going to cost me 50 bucks. And I'm talking to a guy for three minutes before he tells me I have to buy everything from you all right from the ground up. It's, it's a little, you know, it feels like a, a goddamn, 
mechanic shop, you know, an auto body shop. Anyways, um, so that got solved. They were all super nice to me in the end. I was very, very nice to them. I think I gave them all a free ticket for absolute comedy. You know what I mean? Made them all very, very happy. But the idea is, I guess the, the, the point of the story that I'm trying to tell you guys is that don't take no for an answer. Um, especially in, in sales places. Do you know what I mean? Like if I had just accepted and I even pushed back a little bit, they're like, yeah, sorry, we got no choice. But the fact that I was like, well, this is kind of horseshit, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like you, anyways, I told you the story. I'm not going to repeat myself. Um, so yeah, don't, don't take no for an answer and, and stand up for yourself a little bit. Because again, if I had done what they said, I would have, I would have forked out several hundred dollars more than necessary. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel I, that made my day, even though I was spending money, I didn't want to you know, be spending. That's the worst thing is eh? stuff like that. Cars, anything medical, you know, you could be, you could be looking at your budget going, fuck, I'm, I'm doing okay. And then something happens. You go, shit, that was several hundred dollars. I didn't need to spend right now. So I, I guess I felt better, especially them giving me that prognosis that as soon as they, as soon as the glasses broke, when, as soon as they broke in my hand, I'm like, fuck, I don't need this right now. So I did feel better when they told me 50 bucks and, uh, you know, I, I still felt better yet when we found the, the frames that we didn't have to go the whole from the ground up route. Mm -hmm. So all in all happy ending, but, uh, a bit of a stressful Saturday afternoon. I could say came home, worked on taxes a little bit and I, uh, I played a game. I haven't played video games in some time now, but I, uh, it was late, late night by the time I was done doing work and stuff. And I, I decided to poke around on the, uh, you know, PlayStation store, right? Every, every month you get a, like two free games or, or twice a month to get two free games on both Xbox and PlayStation. I realized it's been some time before I even, since I've even turned on those machines. So I'm like, well, I don't want to miss out on my free shit. So, uh, downloaded the free stuff. And I was dicking around on the PlayStation store and I found this, uh, this virtual reality game called, I think werewolves within. And the idea is it's just, uh, uh, it's basically a board game that already exists, but the virtual reality version of it. And the idea of the game is everyone's sitting around in a circle. Some people in the circle are villagers. Some people in the circle are werewolves and you're trying to determine who the werewolves are and who the villagers are. And, uh, Basically, everyone's just based chatting with each other because um, it's virtual reality. You can sort of lean over to the people who are next to you and you can whisper and then other people can't hear what you're saying. Um, and everyone's just chatting with each other. People are, it's, it's a deception game. You're basically lying and you're trying to, werewolves are trying to, you know, throw people off their scent. And at the same time, people who are really, you know, just villagers or something, it's hard to trust anybody in the game. So you're basically going on what people's actions are and what they're saying to try to deduce who the, the werewolves are. So it was a fun game. I actually ended up playing it for several hours. Um, just fucking around and, and meeting people in other, other parts of North America, you know, making them laugh and plugging the podcast. I got, uh, got a couple new subscribers. out of it, So, uh, very fun in that regard, but, uh, but that's how I uh, spent the, the best, the vast majority of my Saturday was, uh, deep in, in virtual reality. And, uh, and of course on Sunday we had our writers group. So back to, to writing some stand up jokes. Um, it was, uh, Kamar, Mike, uh, Paul and myself. And, uh, it was, I don't know, it was a good time. We, we, we talked a lot of shop. That's kind of one of those hard things you do in comedy. So you get into shop talk a lot, but, but, uh, we had a good time. Uh, had to cut it short a little bit though, because I did uh, have to work my last shift at the mobile shop. So it was four hours, but we were usually much longer into those, uh, those writing groups. 
I had a great time. Those guys uh, both were performing a couple of spots since, so I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to them to see how their uh, their spots went after uh, after writing some stuff. They've they've all got new material that they're working on. It sounds quite good. Um, I had to I had to work my last shift in the mobile shop on Sunday, so uh, I left, showered, worked for an hour and a half just because they needed me to fill a little spot. And I got to say, I feel pretty good being done there. It was a great spot. Uh, thank you to Camo and Samaya, who are my only two coworkers at that place. They were both super awesome. And uh, I will definitely go back and visit them. But uh, but I'm glad to be just, you know, holding my own leash again in terms of, of what I'm doing work-wise is, you know, I'm not, not committed to working anybody else's schedule and having a committed amount of time. We've talked about this before. But, um, yeah, it's nice to be able to just... Uh, to just wake up and go, okay, today I'm going to do this, that with the, I'm still doing the tastings. I'll still be driving Uber from time to time, but the truth is I'm just looking forward to, you know, being able to say no to a, a gig instead of someone going, you got to be here three days a week. No, you can do it when you want to. So did our, uh, my last shift at the mobile shop came home, changed because it was the absolute comedy staff party on Sunday night. So everybody from the Ottawa club, uh, went to Zola's nice restaurant out in Bell's corners. And we drank and ate on Jay's dime. Did we ever? We were getting fucking, well, <laughs> we were getting loaded. It was nice. It was nice to have everybody together. The Kingston staff from, uh, from absolute company Kingston actually came to Ottawa and worked, uh, the club so that all the staff could go out and, and drink and have a good time. So that was very, very cool. Um, had a nice, uh, nice dinner. You know, met some of the staff I've never met before because there is turnover at the club. And since I'm not as there as much, especially, you know, not doing Mondays anymore, uh, it was nice to meet some new people and, and shoot the shit, have a good time. So uh, that was fun. And then we went to play bowling. I'm fucking terrible at bowling. And it being Tuesday, this was Sunday, the party, my ass and legs are still super sore. So I guess I had, uh, had enough drinks to uh, to really get into the uh, the bowling. Uh, so much so that I guess I worked a lot of muscles that I don't normally work. Um, I was awful at bowling. Absolutely awful. Like my three pitches would be like gutter ball, gutter ball, one pin, one pin, gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball, uh, strike, gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball. <laughs> like that was how bad I was. In fact, I was joking later. If you looked at my frames on the screens up above, it was just hyphens, like hyphens, you know, six hyphens in a row. And then like a five, six hyphens in a row, then an X and then six hyphens in a row, a two. So it was pretty funny. I, uh, <laughs> I had fun. I really don't pride myself on being a particularly good boulder, boulder, boulder. Damn it. Is that a fat joke? I, I don't pride myself on being a good boulder. Uh, <laughs> If I fell down the stairs and you were going up them, it would probably feel like that. No, I, uh, <laughs> I don't pride myself on being a good bowler. So it didn't bother me that I was doing particularly bad. Cause again, I was still drinking, uh, the, uh, the open bar. So we had a good time and then we came home. Here's the thing. So we came home at like, fuck what? Two, one, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, and a few of the people from the club came with us, including the very funny David pride. So David, um, you know, did the last show at the club and then they joined us at the bowling. So came back to the house. It was myself, Simon, uh, Jason, Colin O'Brien and, uh, David pride. I think that was all of us. Oh, and, um, no, Noreen, Noreen, Jason's lovely lady went to bed. So I think there was six of us around the table though. So, so Jason, Colin, oh, and Logan, Logan from the club, Logan, Avery Cooper, funny comedian and uh, manager of the club. So yeah, we were all sitting around having drinks, playing a, a small little game called No Thanks, just a little basic math game with tokens. And uh, we played that for hours and continued to drink into the wee morning. 
uh, so late so that, that actually Kamar gets up super early to go to work at like six o'clock in the morning. And Kamar was getting up and going to work when we were getting ready to call it quits. So, um, <laughs> it was, it was a very fun staff party, uh, basically a 12 hour straight staff party from 6 PM till six in the morning. Um, I nursed what I did yesterday was I nursed a hangover. I think I woke up at like 5 PM. Uh, woke up a couple times to chug water, um, and limp to the bathroom as my ass was so fucking sore. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's what I, I spent the vast majority of my Monday doing was sleeping, nursing a hangover. I did uh, start, you know, reading some articles and prepping for the podcast, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a recoup day. I'm too old to just drink all night. I've said it before. Um, and I was drinking beer. You know, I, I did make, you know, do mixed drinks, but I was drinking beer primarily and, uh, and it makes me feel worse. Like I can, I can drink my scotch. I can drink my wines and it doesn't affect me as much as drinking, uh, drinking beer. There's also, I think a lot more calories in beer could be wrong, but, uh, anyways, too old, to, too old to drink all night. That's what, uh, if I do, if I do a comedy album, that's what we'll call it. That that's my new thing is say something stupid and then, uh, oh, you can name an album after that. So, oh Sorry, I'm, I'm, I feel fine now, except for the muscles that are still sore. My butt muscles, my glutes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've had, a, I had a fun week, you know, it was, it was a lot less intense than other weeks cause I, I was working less. So I'm putting a lot of that effort into the, um, when I say personal, I mean like, you know, my paperwork and, and computer stuff that I got to get done. Trying to find more sponsors and things like that. I, um, like I said, that's the thing now is I got to get back to, you know, myself starting stuff because if, if I don't have to be anywhere, then I got to make sure I'm making the most of it every day. So back to the gym, back to meal prep, right? That was the whole idea. You don't just quit a job for nothing. I, I quit it to, uh, to put more time and effort into myself. And that's what I intend to do. God damn it. Um, sorry, I'm just drinking the ginger ale here. I've had a bit of a sore throat all week. It doesn't feel sick. It's just sore. So the gingembre helps. Uh, I do want to say a very big congratulations to, uh, to monkey junk. They do the theme song for the one man podcast. They won best blues album at the Junos, which is the Canadian Grammys and, uh, for their album time to roll. So congratulations to them. They're an awesome band. You guys need to check them out. If you haven't already, if you have Apple music or Spotify, just throw in monkey junk, throw in monkey junk and hit play. Listen to some of their songs they are fucking outstanding. Clearly two time Juno award-winning band monkey junk. Right. So good for them. I'm super, super proud of those guys. Um, personally right now I'm trying to get myself back into Ubering, but my car is so dirty. It's just dusty as hell on the inside. I think it hasn't had a detail in about a year and there's so much, you know, stuff that goes into it and out of it with all the, the tasks and errands and big shops and stuff. It needs, it needs a cleaning. So I finally got a call back from my, my detailer this morning. Who's giving me a, uh, a detailing on the 24th of April. So I just, begged and pleaded with them to say, Hey man, can you put me on like a standby list just in the odd chance that somebody cancels and you need to fill the spot? Because I would love to get my car cleaned sooner. So that's one of the things I'm doing. I gotta get my taxes finished. I don't know exactly what the cutoff date is for taxes because uh, I still haven't finished them. Damn near close to finish the 2016. And then I got to bang out 2017 lickety split tits. So <laughs> I'll do that. And I think one of the things I'm going to start doing again, um, for like the health and fitness is I'm gonna start using uh, my fitness pal app again. 
Um, it's easy to lose track of how many calories you're intaking and stuff like that when you're not tracking them, right? So uh, I was getting good results when I did that. So my fitness pal, getting myself to the gym, getting, getting the, um, the thing too is with all the stress and anxiety, I need to get this, the, the reasons to, I keep mentioning it and I keep intending to do it. And then something comes up. It's easy to get yourself distracted from the shit that you don't want to do. And, um, but at the same time, the stuff that you don't want to do still sitting there lingering, um, is a real easy way to, you know, keep building up the stresses that make you do the things you don't want to do. So for me, it's like the, the eating and the drinking and, and stuff like that. You know, I, I just want to be able to get up and, and do the Uber in the morning, uh, do a little bit of writing in the afternoon, go to the gym, right? Do some meal prep, like just a nice, easy little turnover thing. You're earning cash, whatever. We'll see what happens in the, in the upcoming weeks, but, um, you know, uh, fingers crossed, but, but really at the end of the day, it's effort and, and, you know, taking the time to do what you gotta do. So that's what I'm going to be working on is, is getting that, that tax stuff finished, getting myself back on the road for Uber and, uh, and using the, my fitness pal again and going to the gym. Um, this last week I watched, uh, the scream series. So while I was doing my nerdy stuff, I had the scream series from Netflix on in the background. And I gotta say it was, uh, it was, it was a great, put it on the background show. You know, like the one man podcast, but, uh, I, I don't know if you guys like were fans of the original scream series. I remember like, uh, that was one of the things throughout high schools. Those, those movies were coming out when I was in high school, um, particularly scream two, three, that kind of thing. And, uh, I, I loved them that we were excited for them coming out. You know what I mean? It was, it was the renaissance of the faceless killer genre, right? Like now when scream came out. You all started started getting these movies like, um, I know what you did last summer and, uh, maybe my bloody Valentine or whatever. I think that was a remake, but the point being is that there was like this, this all of a sudden, this just revamp of all of the, you know, the killers coming and you don't know who he is and who could it be. And, you know, maybe this person's a killer, that person's a killer. So they had a lot of this, uh, a lot of those movies coming out when the screen movies came out. So scream as a series was pretty exciting. Like, Oh my God, they're going to have a, and then it was just like, eh. I think I watched the first episode like three times and never got into it. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to put these on, but it would turn out. It turns out that apparently this month there's supposed to be the third season of it coming out and they've decided to uh, completely revamp the show and, and recast the characters. So that could be fun. Um, but I, I would say if you're a really big fan of the scream series, this isn't, this isn't it by a long shot. And I think I, I read somewhere that it's MTV that was producing it. So that should give you a big, like, oh, you mean the people who did the Jersey shore, that compelling piece of, uh, <laughs> drama. So anyways, I, I finished that. It was, it was fun. And I started uh, listening to, uh, it on, uh, on the audiobooks. I got a, a free trial of, uh, of audible. So I'm ear reading it. <laughs> um, and I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's 44 hours long. So I figured if I'm going to use my free token on something, I'm going to use it up on a long book, not a short one. So, you know, something, something thousand pages plus, that's what I'm listening to right now is, uh, is it. Um, and I may as well say it because, uh, my, my buddy, Chris has sent in an email and he addresses it as well. Um, the, the partner that I got that I was telling you guys about last week that, um, you know, didn't tell me that Canadian, Canadian subscriptions won't do anything for us, uh, was in fact audible. So, um, I have a URL that if any of my U S listeners want to click on or whatever, it's like, I'll get a, you know. They'll kick some money back, but the way it works is for audible. If you sign up for their free trial, you do get a free book and then, uh, and then you can buy books through that later on. If you want, you can cancel anytime you want, but the idea is that you guys could have clicked on, uh, on audible 
got yourself a free book and they'd kick $15 my way per person that I sent. But the vast majority of my people are in Canada. And if any of the Canadian people click on it, it doesn't do anything. It just, uh, just doesn't track it because it switches you to the Canadian site. Very disappointing. So when I, when I address that later on, you guys can still do it, but it would have been a lot nicer to have, uh, you know, been able to give you a free book and you guys are sending money back uh, our way. So that was the, uh, the sponsor that came and went all in the same day. Um, just because there's no, there's no benefit. I'm, I'm not going to send them hundreds of people, um, you know, and, and they're getting, you know, free, free customers for nothing. So that was the, the one plug that they'll get <laughs> from me. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that's, that's what I did. I, I basically was in the process of setting up the whole audible thing as a, as a partner and uh, I decided to download it. So I've been listening to that, you know, while doing laundry and folding things and whatnot and, if I'm doing a little bit of paperwork, I find that if I'm doing the tax stuff, I can't, I can't listen to it because, um, I just get distracted with, with reading the receipts and stuff. And then I miss parts. And Stephen King is an outstanding author. He really, really writes well and, and puts you in the space that he's writing about. Um, and, and just is so good with visual. Like he was just describing last night when I was listening to it, he was describing, um, a woman lighting a cigarette and just the way he was talking about the flame dancing first to the right side of the cigarette and then to the left before finally finding the center of it and catching flame. Like I was like, just like, and everyone understands just that small little thing, but the idea that sometimes when you go to grab with the flame, it does sort of flip around before, before it grabs and starts, you know, burning. And I just thought like this guy writes incredible. Well, I've been, I've been a big Stephen King fan since I was a little kid. Well, little kid, no, young adult, I would say is more accurate, but, um, anyways, so yeah, it's, uh, it is a good read. Um, I watched the, uh, was it Thursday night? I think, yeah, Thursday night. I watched it with, uh, Jason. We rented it on, um, uh, on the Rogers box downstairs. So, uh, we watched that Jay didn't like it, but he's not a big fan of, of horror movies. He could not understand. Like he goes, what he goes, was there, was there blood in the bathroom or not? I go, well, there was, but you, you know, the adults can't see it. He goes, then it's not there. I go, well, no, the kids see it. They just don't, they don't, adults don't believe. So they don't get to see it. And he's like, what? It doesn't make any sense. It's not possible. He goes, it's either there or it's not. And I'm like, okay. Like it's a, you have to suspend your display. We're also talking about a fucking evil clown from space or whatever. Like, you know, you have to suspend some disbelief. Understand that if you don't believe in that stuff, then you don't see it. And it's preying on their fears. But anyways, so <laughs> we watched it and then I started listening to the I was actually listening to the book during the day while I was doing my nerdy stuff. And he goes, what is this? And that's when we just thought of the idea to watch it. I enjoyed it. I think that was my third or fourth time seeing it. Still, uh, still enjoyed it. Still very much looking forward to the second one. But, uh, but that was, that was that guys. That was my, uh, my week in a nutshell. Um, nothing too terribly exciting. I think just, just catching up on rest and getting myself back into a place where, you know, I know what it is that I want to do. And, uh, and with that, we will get right into the, uh, the sponsors guys, of course, always starting with my partners at portablepress.com, uncle John's bathroom readers. And, uh, and this week, because I was drinking beer, um, you know, and, uh, <laughs> drinking beer and feeling it yesterday, particularly, I decided to go into the beer topia book that I have, uh, beer. It's all about beer and ales and stouts and fun things like that. And I figured I found a great article called ancient beer. And it goes back, uh, telling us a little bit, uh, some of, some of beer's origin. So without further ado, here's ancient beer 
When we say ancient beer, we don't mean that one weird beer at the back of your fridge that someone brought over for a party but never drank. Really, beer has been around for thousands of years, and while the exact circumstances of its birth have been lost to the sands of time, uh, archaeologists and anthropologists have turned up some fascinating evidence in their quest to trace the origins and development of man's greatest invention. Humans have been drinking fermented beverages for a very long time, and although this shouldn't surprise anyone, they didn't always taste much like beer we know today. One, it was served at room temperature, two, it didn't include hops, and three, it was a heck of a lot thicker than your average ale. What the first brewers did uh, use is up for debate, but the current evidence suggests as, that as far back as 9,000 years ago, the ancient Chinese mixed fermented rice with honey, hawthorn, and other natural sweeteners. In Mesopotamia, beer started as bread loaves that were chopped up and soaked in water, stomped, strained, and flavored with an assortment of additives that included dates, honey, ginger, and mandrake root. The Mesopotamians took their beer pretty seriously, believing their brewers, usually women, were protected by an array of deities that included Nikasi, the goddess of alcohol. The goddess of alcohol? (laughs) Um, Isn't that Suki? No, uh... The first liquor laws showed up on the books in 2100 BC when the Babylonian king uh, Hammurabi devoted a portion of his code to tavern regulations. Of course, early brewing methods being what they were, the results could be highly variable. What passed for beer back then bears little resemblance to today's brews, not least because it was thick, not carbonated, and in the case of the ancient Sumerians, sipped through a straw. Plenty of drinkers felt the same way back then, too. In and around Rome, where grapes were abundant, beer never even remotely approached wine in popularity. Elsewhere in Europe, however, beer reigned supreme. After the 13th century, when Bohemian brewers managed to fine-tune the addition of hops, which preserved the beer, in turn allowing for production and export on a far greater scale. Not everyone appreciated it. In England for a time, there was something of a standoff between traditional unhopped ale and the newfangled hoppy beer. But the 16th, sorry, but by the 16th century, hops reigned supreme. This ascension was perhaps most notably reflected in the Rheinheitz, <laughs> fuck, this one's going to be tough, in the Rheinheitsgebot, a purity law decreed in 1516 by William IV, Duke of Bavaria. This law mandated that beer be made only from water, barley, and hops. The additional, sorry, the addition of yeast was still about two centuries away. All those eons of brewing helped lead to your favorite modern-day beers, but there are definitely drinkers who feel we may have lost a few things along the way. Chief among them, the experience of imbibing beverages blessed with the broader and more complex flavor that come from stuffing one's brew with the grab bags of herbs and spices used thousands of years ago. To that end, some brewers have started pursuing modern recreations of ancient recipes painstakingly pieced together using information gleaned from archaeological digs. Uh, Dogfish... Dogfish Head's ancient ales line, assisted by anthropologist Patrick McGovern, includes beers such as Midas Touch, based on molecular evidence found in a Turkish tomb believed to have belonged to King Midas, and Chateau Yahoo, brewed with ingredients unearthed from a 9,000-year-old tomb in China. Whether the old stuff tastes better or worse than your average 21st century six-pack is totally up to your palate, of course. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Ancient Beer from my partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle Bathroom, Uncle Bathroom Reader, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. Can you tell I'm a little distracted right now? Um... And of course, as always, my partners at Absolute Comedy, thank you kindly for a wonderful Christmas party. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America 
with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. And funny enough, uh, the two different places that we were drinking on Sunday night uh, for the Absolute Comedy staff party, um, neither one of them had Summersby. So you believe I was talking to those places about my pals at Summersby and still very uh, very excited and looking forward to uh, to the release of Summersby Watermelon. And I will give you guys details on that as soon as I know. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. And who is that leaving out? Who is that leaving out? I always ask every single week at this time, my friends at DK Books. I love those guys. Hey, you know what? I love all my sponsors, but there's a special place in my heart for DK Books. You know why? Because they teach me things. You know, I love portable press, but such small pieces of information, no pictures or very few pictures. No, I'm kidding. Um, I love, uh, I love DK. I have not uh, sat down and read one of their books this week, but I have... Uh, received another shipment of books from them, which I'm very excited to to read. Uh, the first one uh, that I'm that I'm going to tell you guys about is the Marvel Cinematic Universe 101. It basically gives you, I think it's called Marvel Studios 101, but uh, what it does is it actually is a book designed entirely to take you through all of the movies, uh, right up to the end of Black Panther, getting you ready for the Infinity War. So if you're someone who is uh, maybe enjoying some of the Marvel movies that you haven't seen them all, or you have some questions or trying to put things together. Um, this book will tell you everything that you need to know right from the first movie, which was Iron Man right up to where they have left off with the black Panther movie preparing for Marvel, uh, or the Avengers infinity war coming out, uh, April. Ooh, is it, is it exactly today is the 27th, 28th for you guys, but, uh, it's going to take you exactly a month, a month to today's date is when infinity war comes out in theaters. And oh, I personally have a giant nerd boner for that movie. All right, there's a lot of fucking superheroes, a lot of superhero story. So I'm very excited about it. this book, guys. DK will tell you all about it, and I will I will give it a proper review a little closer. That's one of the books that they sent me. Um, they also sent me How Science Works, which is a book in a series of a how how to or not how to, but a, a how series. So I believe currently I'm just going to turn my head a little bit and keep my face in front of the microphone. They have 
how uh, food works, how the body works, how money works, and uh, now how science works. Um, I also had one called How Business Works, um, but they're sending me the uh, the newer version of that one, so I will give it a review when it comes. But uh, as it stands, like, and the DK's got, again, amazing books, amazing series. They've sent me so many different things. Um, so I'm excited to give the How Science Works a, uh, a nice little review. Once I've read that, and then of course they sent me two more, uh, whiskey books that, uh, that just, I'm again, loving the whiskey. I'm, I'm nosy. That's very preferential. If you're not into it, I get it. But just a reminder, DK very, very likely has great books on things that you yourself are interested. They have an amazing, just, uh, sex and relationship book section. So, um, I mean, there's so many different, different, uh, topics and things. If, if you're into books of any kind, and as I mentioned that they're amazing at, at marrying imagery with their, you know, the information, um, it's outstanding guys. So what they've sent me was the uh, world whiskey book and great whiskeys, uh, how science works and the Marvel, uh, universe one-on-one book. So, um, I'm excited to read those. So thank you, DK. I will get you guys some reviews on those soon. Um, they also sent me a really cool book bag and I'm trying to, I'm just waiting to hear back if they would be cool with me giving that away. So, um, if they, uh, do want to, you know, if they're okay with me giving that away, one of uh, my lucky listeners, if you guys are DK fans as well, I might get you to post, uh, you know, make a post with your favorite DK book, you know, a picture of you with your book, uh, as an entry or something. I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll see if they let me do it, but it's a, it's a very cool book bag. Um, I just, uh, I've got so many book bags as it is. I may, uh, I might not need it. I'd rather, I'd rather go to a fan, you know, one of you guys give you something. So, uh, dk.com. And that would be uh, a great spot for you guys. If you want to check out the books that they have, uh, or any of the ones that I've mentioned thus far under the podcast. So thank you to all of my sponsors. Of course, um, as soon as I'm done recording, it's Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to be going to the Sens game tonight, Ottawa senators. Uh, we've been invited to the Labatt box for that. So, uh, speaking of beer, <laughs> looks like I might be having some more this evening. And, uh, I was, I had different plans tonight. I don't know if any of you are interested in this or even if any of you are even aware well, it would have been last night. It's too late for you guys. That's the funny thing about recording a day in advance. I do it to make sure that I don't miss doing it. I'm not going to record it on Wednesday and then you get it Wednesday evening and who's going to listen to that. And I need to have this ready for you so you can listen to it on your way to work or at your cubicle or, or while you're sitting and relaxing a little bit of time off. So as it stands, uh, tonight is uh, Tuesday is the reboot of Roseanne on ABC. So the, the entire cast from the original show Roseanne is going to be uh, reunited and their first episode comes out tonight. So um, I, I got asked to go to the Sense game earlier today, but my plans were to watch the new episode of Roseanne. So at this point, I would wonder if any of you guys have watched it and what you thought. I may try to see if I can find it online or if I can figure out how to work the Rogers box and actually record the episode. Um, cause it, you know, I, I love that show. That was my favorite show. And, um, I'm super excited. I might even post, you know, on the, the one man podcast page, a, a link to like the trailer on YouTube or something, but, um, super, super jazzed for, uh, for Roseanne coming back. So I, uh, I'm going to miss that this evening, but I hope that I get a chance to catch it or if someone can write in and tell me if they saw it and what they thought of it would be outstanding. Um, I got some tastings coming up this weekend. So as, as usual, I'm loving working with my company here. They do great by me. Um, and on Friday, Friday, I'm super excited. I get to spend the, the day and the night with Michaela. I haven't seen her in a very long time and, uh, and have certainly haven't spent any time with her in a, in a long time. So we were, we were able to find a time that worked for the, the two of us. Very, very excited. And, uh, 
yeah, I'm gonna have a great day. I'm gonna have a great day, great sleepover. I can't fucking wait. And uh, and that's it. It's it's so great looking at my notes here. And instead of going like I work, like work, I work this day, I work that way. Then I do this other job. Then I do that. I'm just looking at it here, going, hey, you got a couple tastings, and then that's it. The rest of it is is you time. So I will definitely make the most of it. I will probably bump into a bunch of different situations that I may have stories for you guys for next week. But I'm feeling real good about uh, the the time opening up and having, you know, more me time. But I'll, but that we'll, we'll have some good updates coming forward. We'll leave it at that for now. It's time to get to your guys' emails. And as usual, you can email me at contact at onemanpodcast.com. If you guys want to tell me any of the things that you're going on, that you have going on, sorry, or any of the things that you're working on, um, I'd love to hear them, you know, or just tell me your favorite fucking book or story or hobby that you may be into that you think nobody gives a shit about. Like, again, I, I mentioned, like, I talk a lot about board games now. I just, I'm really liking the social aspect. They're fun. You know, you're hanging out with people, so it's social and it's, it's a good time. Um, it's, I find it to be particularly inexpensive in the sense that, you know, like I'm, I'm in the process of buying games, right. But once you got a big stack of them, you can just use what you got and and there's good times to be had. It's, it's very, very fun way to sort of keep the, keep the entertainment going without everyone just sort of sitting around a table, getting bored and going, well, you know, anyways, who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? So if any of you guys have hobbies out there that you think, you know, well, no, I got this thing, but a lot of people like fucking knitting. I would love to know how to knit. You get to make your own clothes. It's amazing. But some people might be like, that's a silly hobby. I think it's fucking great. So tell me, tell me what you're, you're goofy. Does anybody have any guilty pleasures that, that they would want to share? Right. Anyways, the point being is anything you guys send in, I will read contact at one man My first email comes from a very good friend, uh, Vanessa in London, AKA red, red writes in. I'm fairly certain I've told you a few times, maybe not via email. No spoilers. Uh, especially for movies that are still in theaters, uh, included in this is escape rooms too. So there you keep bitching about us, not letting you know. Now, you know, well, thank you, red. I do appreciate it. Um, it's funny cause no, I, I don't know. I think you had mentioned once before, like don't spoil that movie annihilation, um, which I did not, but I, I was just always wondering, cause sometimes you'll hear, like I, I have other podcasts that I hear where they'll just, they'll tell you in depth about everything. And there's so many things on the internet, whatever, where they're like. All right. Spoiler alert. Okay. But now we're going to talk about it. So for me, it's just gauging, you know, it's, it's one of those things that with the podcast is, is that nobody says anything and then I do it and then I get in shit. So I guess just trying to provoke the whole, like if everyone's enjoying it more, if I just talk about the whole thing, then that's what I'll do. But I think I've, I've always been pretty good at, at keeping my distance from actually really revealing much about something and just giving it a broad strokes review. So not trying to make it vague, just trying not to ruin it for anybody. I would hate for, you know, movies to get ruined for myself. So I think I've done so far pretty good. I hope you're not upset about me ruining open house. Um, that was me taking a stab at spoiling a movie, one that was definitely not worth watching by anybody. So, um, I will, I will go forward with no spoilers so far. I've got one voice in the darkness saying no spoilers. So if anybody else you know, if you want to outnumber red, you guys know where to send it. Um, but I do appreciate your email and thank you. So going forward, my barometer is leaning towards the no spoiler thing that I was, uh, I was sort of started with. Um, appreciate that. And in terms of escape rooms, I don't know if, I don't think I've ruined any escape rooms on the podcast. I've only done one ever. So, um, escape rooms and, uh, and movies, anybody have anything else that they don't want me to spoil? Send it in. Let me know. Uh, Chris writes in, Hey Josh, today, Wednesday. Uh, is my birthday and to celebrate, I'm going to give everyone my opinion on something. Here is yet another recommendation, but this time it's not board games. No, this time it's a book. So happy birthday to you, Chris, uh, as you are listening to this on Wednesday. 
Uh, this winter I've had a chance to read a handful of books, some with my eyes, but most with my ears. The review is of the latter. Ready Player One by Ernest Klein in 2011. Uh, I didn't jump on the hype train and read the book because of its big screen deb debut. I came to learn about this book because one, I like audiobooks. My winter work, which often has me working alone, doing mundane tasks, give me a lot of time to listen to stuff. And two, I'm a fan of Will Wheaton, who narrates RPO, which is Ready Player One, I assume. I didn't learn about the film until I was about two minutes into the book and started Googling shit. Trust me, if you read slash listen to this book, you will be Googling shit. Uh, the book takes place in a dystopian 2044 Oil is at an all-time low, making travel very costly. A large portion of the population lives in stacks, which are trailer homes stacked on top of trailer homes. None of this is of any real importance. I just don't feel like I'm doing my part unless I give you a novel to read. <laughs> okay. Um, in this near possible future, everyone spends time on the Oasis. The Oasis is what you'd get if you mixed a massive multiplayer online game with the entire internet all within a hyper-real VR experience. Instead of going to Amazon.ca to do some shopping, you would take a public transit shuttle on your own ship or even teleport, if you're able to, to the virtual planet where Amazon is located and browse as you would if you were in an actual store. Want to see a movie with friends? There's a planet for that too. Virtual coffee? You got it. You get the point. Everything we would normally do in the real world would be done now in the Oasis, except you would look as hot, sexy, buff, epic as you want. It's like that shitty country song says, I'm a whole lot cooler online. This paired with the bleak reality that is the real world is why everyone uses the Oasis. There are also planets that allow you to quest, gain armor, weapons, level up, and beat the virtual shit out of each other. Want to go through the entire season of Friends as if you were Ross? Who wouldn't? Uh, me. I wouldn't. Um, there's a planet for that. Anything is possible. The book begins with a video reading of the last will and testament of James Halliday, the creator of the Oasis. In his will, he tells everyone that he has hidden an Easter egg somewhere within the massive universe, and whoever finds it will get his $200 trillion fortune and complete control of the Oasis. You can guess where the book goes from there. Uh, sorry, but my head tilted way down, but trying to keep my mouth up to the mic, so that's why I'm reading all fucking weird. Uh, bah, 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 bah. This book focuses deeply on 1980s everything. Movies, arcade games, music, pen and paper, RPGs. The pop culture references are unreal. That's what I meant when I said you will be Googling shit. If you were all, sorry, if you're at all into the setting of Stranger Things, then you will enjoy this book. Even if you don't, it's a really great read. Should you read it before you see the movie? That depends on what type of person you are. If you get upset when a movie isn't a complete scene-for-scene -scene recreation of a book, then no, you shouldn't. Stick to one or the other. I say this because after seeing the trailer, I noticed that the Iron Giant is present in the movie, and although he is mentioned in the book, the giant robot that is supposed to be present is either Leopardon or Ultraman. Both are 80s Japanese TV robots. I'm certain many other things, uh, sorry, many other changes were made. Um, I can understand why they would need to make changes like this. There are so many licenses in the book that it would be near impossible to get the rights to put them all in a movie, so substitutions are necessary. The audiobook was well done, and Will Wheaton was a great choice as narrator since his career happened largely in the 80s. And if you follow him on social media, you would notice that this genre is right up his alley. He gives a shit about the material he is actually referenced in the book. Um, now, I know what a lot of people think about audiobooks. They picture Ben Stein drooling, sorry, drolling on in his monotone voice that he's so famous for. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. That movie is also referenced. Uh, but it's not like that. 
they actually get actors to do the readings. Now the readings aren't all like Jim Dale's phenomenal readings of, sorry, let me rephrase that because there's so many things. So now the readings aren't all like Jim Dale's phenomenal readings of the Harry Potter's heptology, look it up, I did, uh, where he gave each and every character a distinctly unique voice, but they do read them well with the proper tone to help set the atmosphere and pacing of the book. Audiobooks can also be expensive, but if you go to audible.com, free plug, yeah, no shit, uh, sign up for your free month, you get one free book to download uh, and keep. Then cancel your subscription or keep it. <laughs> uh, whether you read the book yourself like a big boy or have someone else read it to you, I highly recommend Ready Player One. Now about what to call your audience listeners. Oh, sorry, your awesome listeners. Yes, you guys are outstanding. So Chris makes uh, three suggestions here. First one is onesies. Uh, because we keep you warm and cozy and feeling safe. Um, well, not just that. It's just, that's such, I just actually think it's a really cool name that the, the onesies, one man podcast listeners, listeners, onesies, ah, we got that one. Then you have the maniacs, uh, because it's a play on the word man and then a shrugging emoji. No, I think maniacs. I just think in this climate going with the maniacs, calling anybody who isn't a man, a maniac is just offensive. Um, but I do, I do like to play in words. And then you have Jerry. I stole this one from plaid hat podcasts who call their listeners Dougs. Uh, they started doing this during the infancy of their podcast when they thought no one was listening. They started referring to their one listening as Doug. After that, people started writing in saying, Doug here, uh, if you don't know why I chose Jerry, you'll have to ask me personally. Think back to high school. The second I read the word Jerry, the second Chris, I read the word Jerry, I thought about the time that all of us were over at Devonshire in the, uh, the play yard there. And we met that drunk, drunk fucking guy who's trying to climb the fence. All that named Jerry. Jerry was a, a big reference in high school and not for a moment that I not think that you meant that. But if you didn't mean that, then you'll have to correct me. But Jerry reminds me of that. Even before I got the think back to high school part, take care, homie. He said, thank you very much, Chris, for writing in. Uh, you're very well written, dude. I got to say, um, very articulate. So thank you for your emails and ready player one. Yeah. It looked like a good movie. I saw in the trailer. I saw the DeLorean. I saw Chucky, uh, the iron giant wasn't there. So there's a lot of different things that were available in that, uh, in that trailer, but all of them, I think universal bases. I know universal did the back to the future and I know universal does Chucky. Um, so I'm interested in seeing a lot of, uh, I'm interested in seeing the movie. It looks, it looks fun to begin with. And it's, it's, I think it's Steven Spielberg is directing it and it's been a long time since he's actually directed something, but all of his movies are usually pretty good. So very, very excited for that. Um, and again, anybody who wants to write in anything and talk about anything, feel free contact at one man Um, as usual, I want to thank all of my sponsors, absolute comedy, Summersby, DK books and portablepress.com. And, uh, if you guys have a chance, you know, I'd love it if you would follow me on social media. So the Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, if you have a couple seconds while you're doing this, just whip out your phone, go to your social media stuff and make sure that you're, you know, followed or subscribed or liked or whatever it is. You know, we're on YouTube as well. Uh, though I'm very behind in getting the episodes up on YouTube. So, uh, would love to have you there. And if you're on, uh, either of the, um, you know, if you're listening on, uh, the Apple podcasts app or the Google play music, um, give me, give me a rate and a review on there. That would mean a lot to me to thank you again for, to Kumar for, for, you know, referencing that to, to remind me to do that. Um, until next week, of course, guys, I hope you all have a great week. Um, thanks for listening. I love the fact that you're out there. Hope to have some really exciting news and stories and fun stuff for you next week. And, uh, you know, be good to each other. All right? Take care, guys.